The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Tangent Egg. I'm Seth and uh, it's just me and Swoosh this week. We don't Aww. have John Doe. Yes, he, he's off doing things. We don't he's know on a, a nice little holiday, although we did get to see him quite briefly because he doesn't live in the same, same town we do uh, last Friday, which was incredibly nice. Was he, he came to town to and we Dan. kidnapped him. He had no choice <laughs> in the matter. No, no, he didn't. Um, but, but it was really good to see him and we'll hopefully see him again on his way back through from his holiday up north. So it's just me and Swoosh this week. And I mean, like last time it was just me and Swoosh. I called it us unsupervised, and somewhere along the lines, I became the supervisor of this podcast, so now we're quasi-supervised. As evident from the last episode, where me and Dan, I was with me and uh, John Doe were left to our own devices, and just suddenly dinosaurs, dinosaurs, yes, but fun. Yes, that that was actually a very interesting to kick back and edit and be like, I was not part of any of this. I don't know what this is. Just said, these Muppets, what are they on about? And that is more or less what we are. And yet, you're still less of a Muppet than fucking EA. Yes, no, that is true. They are Actually, no, we can't call EA Muppets, because Muppets have the capacity to bring joy and laughter to the world. I don't think EA can. Uh, I mean, I'm laughing at them right now. That is true. You can laugh at them, but they can't you know, make other people laugh for pure mirth. It's just, Why? So, EA's most recent tweet, well, not recent, it's from uh, July 1st, hmm. was they're a 10, but they only like playing single-player games, implying that if they met a 10 out of 10 person, and they only played single-player video games, that they would be a trash pile. I mean, well, come the fuck on. We, we always knew EA was a toxic relationship kind of thing, so it's, it's on brand for them, that makes sense, but at the same time, what that the fuck? Is. It's it, just it, dumb. I, I just, like, what? Look, I understand, like, this whole... Like, everyone, let's face it, like... I know corporations have tried to be, like, down with the kids for fucking ages. But let's know. face it, it all got big off of, um... Of, what was it, Wendy's roasting yeah. people? And now all the companies think they're cool or can do... Play with the memes and do all the dumb shit. And it's just like, no, please stop. Please, please, well, for the love of Christ, stop. It makes things like this happen. Have... Yeah, pretty much. You can now have entire university degrees dedicated to being a social media account for numerous companies, all that kind of thing. Mm. There is actual courses to learn for this. Some of it actually looks kind of interesting because they do teach you things like psychology and other things along those lines. If it's a good course, there are, of course, very mm. shitty versions. Where like, yeah, it's how you use Facebook. It's really good. And then you press send. And that's the entirety of the course. Give us your $35,000. But... I I can't stand when any big company tries to be young in hip. Like you can tell when they have a marketing team that's actually of the generation they're marketing to because it mm. makes sense. The memes and stuff they put up are good. They are they are made properly. You know, they can be a bit janky because you're trying to force a meme format to fit into uh, advertising, but some mm. of them work. But then there's the ones that just miss the mark entirely. It's like, this is some old prick sitting in a room who has no idea what he's doing. And he's just going, yeah, no, we're hip and cool. Look, it's the memes. They like the memes. Like, <laughs> yeah, we do. We love memes. But they need to fucking function as memes. You can't just throw a picture and slap some random words on it and be a meme. There's like a graveyard of that stuff all over the internet. Yes. Yes, but there is. Anytime a, any... Corp, uh, company or uh, system tries to be you know hip and down it to me is cringy and I will not go for that product yeah. it's like recently with pride and all that kind of stuff like every company's like oh yes we love pride the second it's over like rip down all the flags it's like <laughs> yep. fuck you you're not people anymore and off they go it's like Jesus yep. Christ guys stick to your guns <laughs> like it's I don't get it, it I, mean, and, I think the best response to EA's thing actually came from company head that they fired oh. um, it was uh, the guy who used to head up Visceral Entertainment uh. and his response to this tweet was this is the company that shut down my studio and laid off 100 great developers because they were making a single player game 
Also, yep. if you were to break game ratings down to a 10-point scale, most of EA games are a solid 6 or 7. Not because the developers are bad, but because EA, the corporation, forces them to rush out games. Yeah. EA corporate leadership wouldn't know a 10, what a 10 looks like in terms of a video game. Oh, that that is like, a roast and a half, oof. and just well done to that guy. It's fucking nice. <clears throat> like that's lost his job due to EA, and then fucking roast him over this. It's fucking and, nice. And unfortunately, that is not a uh, uncommon thing to happen with EA. They have a history oh, of look. taking over small businesses just for the uh, intellectual property alone, and then yeah. stripping it and ditching people in the marketplace. Like hell, didn't uh, they do that to Australia? Oh uh, yeah, very, uh, was it um, Pandemic? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, Pandemic. They came across strip Pandemic for everything worth taking and then dumped almost 200 skilled animators, programmers, and um, QA staff into a industry that was not big enough to support it and single-handedly crashed our market. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only real game studio we still got is Halfbrick. And even then, they mostly just make mobile games now. Like, yeah, they, they and they do a lot of ports um, and things. Yeah. They've not done a, a full game in a very long time they're doing a lot of casual stuff which like, fair mm. makes money um, but they've oh, not yeah. done a, a story driven major campaign you know big console launch in a very long time in the last Australian company that I'm personally aware of um, mostly because I was at the one of the launch events for it um, last big game I remember Australian Australian company trying to put out there which ironically was too early I can't believe I'm saying that was, uh, do you remember, Orin? Oh, yeah. So they put out a game called Fury, which was mm. a PvP loot-based arena battle game. Yeah. And I remember playing it back when it came out, and I was at a launch thing for the game at Orin, and I, I remember sitting in a chair and having some uh, news person ask me what I thought of the game, and I'm not, I'll, look, I'll freely admit right now, I lied through my teeth because I said it was really cool and I knew it wasn't going to last. I looked at it and went, no, no one plays games like this. Well, Spin on to the... they that out to us at um, our uni. Yes, they did. They gave us free copies of this thing so that there'd be a player base. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, spin forward to the 2020s and it's like, those games are everywhere. <laughs> They're really <Yeah>. popular. <laughs> Apparently Orange just tapped into an idea that people actually wanted, but just not right then. <laughs> Yeah, they also got screwed over by their own marketing. They did not really market that game very effectively. No, no, they didn't. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't even remember marketing. The marketing That's I remember the, yeah, was like, going to the event and then my our university going, have a free copy of Fury. Yeah, that that was the marketing. They just like, give it to uni students. I'll play it. It's like, you, you want uni students to play a subscription game when World of Warcraft is in its height? No, I nah. don't think it was a subscription game. I'm pretty sure it was just a buy one done. But they, so they just uh, yeah neither can I I'd have to I'd mm. literally have to look up Fury to even fucking know yeah but like, I mean either way even if it was free it was it was too early like I like mm. I cannot believe I'm saying this it's like wow I literally got to play a at least a double A version of a thing that is incredibly popular now way back before it was ever a thing. It's, it's really surreal because I've for many years thought who the fuck would have ever played Fury the, the game idea is stupid yeah. and now it's wicked popular now it's everywhere we can't escape it like, now, now the new director we like this thing it's like fuck where were you if you like 10 years back but yeah actually it's 15 now oh we're old but crap like fuck it. but speaking of like bad um, marketing and that kind of thing one thing that will always I don't know why it stands out in my head but YouTube ads. Now, like most people, people just block ads now. Like, you can get blockers mm. and that kind of stuff to stop YouTube flooding you with three of them at a time as it is now. Ugh. And the one thing I don't think these advertisers have realized is if you make your ad unskippable, our generation will not buy your product. Oh, this up. ad is we unskippable. Will... First thing I do, grab my phone. I don't want to yeah. fucking watch your ad. <laughs> Exactly, I'm going to do something else. I'll suffer through that playing in the background. I'm not going to pay attention to your ad, and I'm not going to buy your product. There's a few that pop up every so often, like you know, certain paper towels and all that kind of stuff back then, and it was like, unskippable 20-second ad, and then you'd see them on special. I still wouldn't buy them, on principle. Mm. Fuck them. They made me wait the for like time, 30 seconds to get to a video. They inconvenienced me, therefore, 
no thanks for you. Yeah. But at the same I'm time, petty. if I was ever looking for tiles, I know I'm going to National Tiles. Oh, God, yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> it, he's in my head. I, I have just instantly triggered a whole bunch of Australians. Ah, oh, I just, I swear to God, I, I, I hate that man. And I've never met him. <laughs> I have never met a Walker from National Tiles. Like, is it Frank? Frank Walker, Frank Walker National Tiles. Yeah. My brain was saying Kev. No, that's Big Kev. And we'll get on to that in a second because Big Kev lives <laughs> in my head rent free. Um, oh yeah, it does. Like, oh, yeah, what is it? Um, like, in a, he's basically Australia's version of Billy Mays. It was amazing because I looked it up recently. Because um, at my work, there is a guy whose name is Kev, and someone made the joke of "Ah, oh, it's Big Kev," and I'm like, eh, that's in my head now. Thank you. Yeah. And then I found pictures of Big Kev, and I forgot he wore the, like the Australian flag as a shirt. Yeah, he did. Everything he, yeah, did. he did. Oh, it was great, but the best thing about Big Kev um, for me was when we just terrorized this poor, poor Japanese kid on Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> so the, the context for this is a bit strange, and there is apparently a stream recorded of this, and at some point I will have to link it back to the Onions, who was uh, the raiding party I was with at the time. Uh, but we were about to run through Ifrit, uh, which is one of their primal early primal fights. And we were doing this specifically to level up our person who was normally a tank had switched to DPS. So, oh, cool, we'll level up your, your DPS going through the, the trials again. That's fine. And then we saw Big Kev. Now, this was just some guy's name, and he was just a random Japanese student who thought, you know, I'll give myself an, an Anglo name. Big Kev, that sounds like a good idea. And we took over, like, Australians in general took over the Tonberry server. Like, that was ours. We yep. just, Everyone else can, can hang around. We don't care. But every Australian just joins this server. And we followed this poor guy around going, Big Kev, are you excited? Are you excited, Big Kev? And he's panicking because he didn't know much English. And he thought we were just trying to harass him for something. And eventually one of the people in the group did uh, was studying Japanese. And we booted up the translator and that kind of stuff. And figured out, no, he does not understand the connotations of Big Kev. So we gave him some homework to go and Google Big Kev Australian TV and left him be. Because our healer had just come back, who was our shot caller. And went, right, are we all ready to jump in the dungeon? Like, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. We met this guy called Big Kev, it was great. And we forgot that we were going in under a different build. What? So we had myself as a summoner, which is DPS, our monk, also DPS, an archer, who was our normal tank, DPS, and a healer. It's a four-man dungeon. We, we didn't have a tank. <laughs> it was, and we walked into this, and we've only realized as it's booted in, and we're all locked into this thing, it's like, crap, wh who's the tank? What? Why are you a tank at the moment? It's like, because we're leveling up my DPS. It's like, oh, oh no. We have so made mistake. I, I uh, eventually, we said, like, what do we do? Do we restart? It's like, no, no. I have the tank summon. So I summoned this tiny little rock golem thing to go out there and just stand and take hits. <laughs> and we somehow survived Ifrit at the correct level and everything. We've been leveled down. And we survived this with a tiny summon just being constantly healed by the healer. I can't keep the summon going. It's, like, it's fine. It's fine. Although, like, uh, was that uh, 11? Or no, was that was uh, a newer one. 14. Newer one. Hmm. So I really like, enjoyed that game. Actually, it's the only MMO I've ever got end game content. Yeah, I actually like. I've never actually played fourteen, although I've heard many a good thing, <clears throat> and I've kind of wanted to check it out because I eternally hear good things. And I played eleven back in the day, oddly enough, <laughs> with the same group of people. Hmm. Um, and I know somewhere out there as well, there's video of me in Final Fantasy eleven. Doing it's a low level area, so it's not super challenging. It's not like a primal fight. That's that's fucking stupid, dude. Um, this this video of me on a character class called a Galka, which isn't a particularly mage friendly uh, character class, uh, and I was playing a I think I was trying to level red mage at the time, and there like I got a, like, I'm 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 a big person who uh, I mean red mage is more versatile. It's supposed to be heals and damage and debuff and you know a little bit of everything. Um, I remember like because I I'm not that into traditional party comp. I don't really give a shit. There's usually a lot of ways around 
traditional party comp. You don't have to have tank, 2 DPS, heal. You can do a lot of other things. You don't have to do that. And I think the exemplar for me of that is the time where I was main heal, main tank, first pull for a party of DPS guys. It was just like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I actually told the clan I was part of at the time, which is the same group we were, who you were with back in FF11, uh, that I was doing it, and then I had a bunch of high-level players standing around watching me do it. Because yeah. it was fucking stupid. It was really dumb. It shouldn't have worked, but it made it happen. I, I really There's so much the... stuff in MMOs that, like... Ugh. People get too locked into yeah. those, like, it has to be this party. They get locked into roles and, like, the meta and all that kind of stuff, and they get distracted from the actual game. Because I, I play those games to have fun. I'm not there for a mm. second job of raiding. Um, yeah. And the guys that we played with were solid players. Like, the oh, yeah. healer who was our shot caller is an encyclopedia of knowledge for Final yeah. Fantasy. Like, it is terrifying. He knows Watching him run a fucking party is insane. I was playing yeah. a, a Dark Knight back then, and the big thing about the Dark Knight for Final Fantasy XI is a big part of its power output is basically just sacrificing HP for damage. Hmm. He would know the exact moment to pop all of my Dark Knight abilities that so that not only could he maintain my hit points... I would slaughter everything. Yeah. But he'd get the timing perfect every fucking time. I still don't believe he was that good at it. And I was there watching him do it. Oh, yeah. Best of wonderful men. Wonderful human beings. Uh, If anyone has time and the effort to go find them, the Onions uh, is what they're called, and they are great fun. Uh, Yes, yes, they are. They're they're pretty jovial, and they stream weekly. I I believe they're still going at it. Mm. Um, But, yeah, no, it's... That and oh, what was it? I'm pretty sure if I jump back into it, which I have been tempted to do again, so that's always dangerous. I know that my room is still in their their guild house because mm. uh, they started using it at one point for a backdrop for certain machinimas <laughs> they were doing. <laughs> I built a PI office; it was amazing. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, no, that it's a great game, and I liked the way they did their their system. Like the fate system was pretty fun, and that did I help. I don't know what that is. Basically what they did was there were smaller mini-bosses and events scattered throughout their, their overworld at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyone who joined in, you got your own XP or your own loot, all mm. that kind of stuff. Yep. But because they were just random people come in and they could be randomly higher level, you started meeting more people and merging with the community as a whole, mm. which was great because you go from one fate to another and you just cycle through them leveling up in one area getting a bunch of higher level materials and a few other things that keeps you going and mm-hmm. they normally centered around crafting spots or um, resource spots as well so you like mm-hmm. go fuck up event uh, that and then you go do some crafting yep. and you could just chain and it was great you'd lose hours to it <laughs> um, but because of that I actually met some really interesting people um, one of them was this in the middle of like a, a bigger high level area this poor little like player was just going against these things that were much too high level for them i'm like ah oh, no i'm running around as a summoner who can heal they're a side healer but mostly dps mm. and i've just said i was like you know what uh i have nowhere to be i'm just off to go smack a couple of orbs in the face because i need pelts mm. heal 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 and just sat there healing this this chick and she's like that, that was awesome like, yeah i'm off over here now i was like do you, do you need a healer i'll switch to scholar switch to a different job which is prim- the same character but healing mm, yeah. and just followed them around for a good like you know four hours they eventually joined our um, the Onions band and I think is still affiliated with them and was one of the most terrifying healers I have seen on that server <laughs> like and then her partner was one of the top ranked summoners on the server so he turned up and gave me his rotation I'm like thank you who's <laughs> this nice. now it's like being handed a, a sword or something. It's like, this is my rotation. Because they guard that stuff. Like, if mm. you have a good rotation, you tell no one. You you keep that to yourself. And he's like, here, this. Like, yes! I will uh, I will tell no one. Thank you for the... Master has given Dobby a sock. Dobby is free. <laughs> and, and off I went. But, yeah, no, it, it's good good uh, game, that one. And it's actually gone through enough expansions now that I would be tempted to jump back in. I mean, like I said, I never played it, but any time I've had anyone who's played fourteen, fourteen, yeah, I always forget what number it is because my brain always goes the MMO is eleven. Um, yeah, 
all I've ever heard ever since they've done the Realm Reborn and like did all the retooling on it it's just been like stellar game play it it's great I mean the there was that period of time where they had to stop new people joining the game because their server capacity couldn't handle it <laughs> yeah I just like they did um, Cataclysm before Cataclysm because they built the game and it was okay but it the, the fan base didn't quite enjoy it so instead of doing what most publishers would do, which was suffer through and just keep keep trying, they said, you know what? Fuck it. There's going to be a big-ass battle. You can all jump in. All your names will be recorded, and you'll be a part of history. After that, we wipe the world and we start again. And they did. So there is Hence a point. the title, Realm Reborn. Yeah. So the, the point of it all being all the character, all the people in that world can't remember anything. They don't know what they did before the Cataclysm or, or anything at all before it. All they know is what they are now. And it was a really good change to a point where they could overhaul the engine. They could do a lot of stuff. They brought back original creators for uh, Final Fantasy XI and a few others and said, help us make this one better. And they set out to improve it. And I will always give them uh, the benefit of the doubt for that. They they did well as a company. They said, you know what? We fucked up. We we didn't make the, the game we wanted. We're now going to make that game. But thank you for helping us here's some bonuses so mm. yeah I liked how that worked out yeah I mean they did a good job like as you say most MMO companies would have just suffered through and let it die like what was it um Wildstar yeah which was a really cool looking thing but they didn't hit the mark they tried to suffer through and died like so many others it's a Although, or die fuck have you seen all the stuff that happened with, um, uh, what was it, New World? No, what happened there? Dude, like, ah, oh, man. Uh, I've never, like, I've, I've played a bunch of games, I've played a bunch of MMOs, but I've never seen one go through fucking deflation of currency. Oh, that sounds like fun. I know, like, so it that, that was the, the new big one that Amazon put out. Yeah. And they... It was because they made gold so hard to get, people just considered it trash. It was just like, I can't ever get enough of this to do anything. I'll, I'll give you 10 pelts. <clears throat> yeah. It became barter because gold was worthless. They devalued their own currency too hard by oh. making it too hard to get. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that if you do have a shitty currency, the players will make their own market. Oh, yeah, they will. They absolutely like, will. Without a doubt, players will form a market where they just send shit to each other in the post. And it's it's amazing. Like nothing yeah. gets in the way of gamers and commerce. It's the strangest fucking thing. But but I mean, like time. like I, I like I can link your videos on on the the downfall of New World because it's mm. it's a fucking trip. The amount of <clears throat> bugs. There's like an immortality glitch that. Oh, nice. Is, I think it's still in the game. Where if you do, oh no, it's because the the game is client is uh, client side, not server side, for all its pinging. So what people did is they basically injected artificial lag into the game via their end, and it caused it to desync with the server, but because the server would register them as still kind of being there, they could stand on cap points and take no damage. Huh. Sneaky buggers. Yeah, it was really dumb, but like... Nice. Given that the whole idea of New World is based on a, on a light, hardcore PvP idea, oh well, that breaks the entire system, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, uh, the other thing so, uh, that players do in those kinds of games is just finding any glitch they can. Oh, absolutely, so I've done without it. question. Like in Final Fantasy fourteen, we found out you could climb certain places in uh, one of the hub worlds because it's like this marketplace, and above is all these ropes, and like I was, oh, that's probably that's cool. They meshed the ropes, which means you could climb on them if you got up there. Mm. We spent five hours until we found the path up to the ropes, and then we <laughs> taught other people. So anyone who went by. It was like, how did you get on the ropes? And then one of us jumped down, follow me. And off we went <laughs> into the, the rafters again until eventually, instead of being on the floor AFK, everyone was just in the rafters. And it was amazing. Because <laughs> that's how MMOs work. And I really, really do miss that um, kind of thing. What is it in the Elder Scrolls? There's, the, there's a player called Sleeps on Bridges. Yeah. And his entire thing is he, he goes to one place and, and he sleeps on bridges. Yeah. Because players are dumb. <laughs> it's, and it's great because at this point that guy could now have a streaming thing. It was like, 
we're following the guy who sleeps on bridges. Like, why? Why are you doing that? Because like, he sleeps on bridges. It's funny. Leave me alone. Like, we latch on to the weirdest things. Yeah. And we find absolutely. it entertaining. But at this point, we've talked about it enough that I reckon if we get enough people hounding us, we could probably get back into Final Fantasy fourteen. Stream that oh, shit man. from level Come one. Come on, man. I have enough addictions. I don't need an MMO on top of it. We definitely need more addictions. And, but tell you what, if we get enough like people going, I will start back at Final Fantasy fourteen. I will reactivate the account but start a new character. And I'll God start from it. level you know one. Drag. I know you. Yeah. You'll drag my ass along. Stop saying stuff that you're <laughs> going to do because you fucking know it's a wee thing. You fucking know it, you bastard. And the great thing is, I won't even have to say much. It would be great. You'll just gravitate back. And it's like, yes, join me. I'll be like Darth Sidious in the background pulling the strings. But I'll, I'll happily start from level one and power back through as a completely different character again and see how that goes. Uh, stream it. Why not? We'd have some fun. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been looking to do some streaming at some point soon anyway. That is true. Wow, man, that was a tangent and a half. We started at Tweets by EA, and now we're talking about, like, eh, maybe we'll stream Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens when there's not three of us? There's, like, we, we need that yeah. pyramid. One person eventually gets distracted enough and get pulled in by the others. It's just two of us. The, the energy cycles. God help yeah. us if it's ever just me and, and John Doe. That oh, a, a very rambly episode. Fuck. I'm not going to lie, a little bit of me is almost tempted to be like, I'm not available next week, just to find out what happens. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that, but we have to call it Ramble Rock instead of like Ragnarok. <laughs> Done. I'd be keen. But, well, yeah, no. the last time uh, me and you were left alone, we talked a bit about the animes we've been watching. Mm. Would we like to update the people? I vote yes. Uh... I, I've been a bad nerd. I haven't watched a lot of uh, anime. I've been trying to catch up on a few. Um, That's fair. There was one which got a second season recently, which was uh, From World's Lowest to World's Strongest. Uh, I think that's the full name. I'll have to double check. But the idea of that one is the first season centers around a guy who's like, it's an isekai. Bunch of people thrown into a fantasy world. Mm. That stuff. And this guy has a uh, synthesis ability. So he can fuck with stuff. You know, make metals into other metals, that kind of stuff. Mm. And everyone's like, ah, oh, that's a trash ability. You know, what's wrong with you? And they're all being trained to go fight the demon lord, all that kind of stuff. But due to circumstances, he falls from the top of a dungeon down to the uh, the bottom floors. So he mm -hmm. just tumbles down, survives by pure luck. And he's like, all right, I, I'll survive down here and I'll make my way back up. And basically, he sees a little tiny rabbit. It's like, oh, I can kill that. That'd be fine. And then watches this rabbit just decimate everything around. It's like, oh, I'm going to run away now. And then it's just him surviving down there, getting incredibly strong and trying to get back out. And it's really fun. Because <laughs> it's along the same vein as the, the Shield Hero. Um, where it's, it's a character who's made to be the heel, but isn't the heel. I will admit, I also have been a bad nerd and haven't actually watched the newest season of um, of Rise of Shield Hero yet. I do like that series, um, but they're doing some interesting stuff with it because now um, they have like a side quest pop up, and it's like, oh, like everything else is on hold. You're not counting down to the next wave anymore. There's a different thing happening, so they go off and deal with that. But it's still fun and still interesting. Um, and I want to see what they do but they're bringing in more weapon users because they're the, the four cardinal heroes from that one are sword shield spear and bow mm. um, and then they start finding the weirder variants like one of them is the I think it's the katana hero or something um, and they just if they get that weapon they become a cardinal hero kind of thing or mm. a lesser version of it so they're introducing that mechanic in mm. which is getting very interesting uh, considering he keeps using his abilities to fuck with that <laughs> so it's good fun it's a the whole thing of the shield hero and Bafuri always link over for me just the sheer amount of defense and other stuff they do yeah I, mean, I think the yeah we do um, I think the I think the show I've been watching the most recently 
it's still my favorite. I think we talked about it a little bit last time. Was Spy mm. Family? That show is still goddamn excellent. I do I like that, that one. It's great fun. It's weirdly slice of life, but also has like amazing action scenes thrown yeah. in. Yeah, just I I like it. It's very fun and wholesome. Um, I mean, have you seen the latest episode of that? No, I haven't watched the latest one yet. But what more like, things to think it up to? Oh uh, no, like it, it's a dumb one. So the. Yeah. I mean, I say this like it's a bad thing, but it's it's the thing I love about the show. The idea is that the main character is all right. I'm just gonna we're gonna we're probably gonna lightly spoil some anime as we talk about it, and we'll move into the spoiler section. But I am gonna talk about the newest episode of Spy Family. Um, like the main character um, uh, Twilight, he's been getting overworked and not spending time at home, so his neighbors are starting to think he's uh, he's cheating on his wife. He's like, no, we must appear as a good family. And despite the fact that he's massively overworked, wicked tired from all the spy shenaniganery, um, mm. he decides he needs to take the whole family out to the aquarium. And then, of course, while he's going to the aquarium, his agency's like, but we have a mission at that aquarium. <laughs> and the whole idea is that some bad guys have, have smuggled a, a canister of film and it has super secrets on a chemical weapon. And the way they were hiding it was by force-feeding it to a penguin. So he has to go to the penguin exhibit and somehow find the correct penguin and somehow get it without anyone knowing that he took it. That's amazing, and I have to watch this one. It's a good episode. I, uh, I, I, I love this show. It's so dumb, but I, in all I the ways that you want to watch divided, more. Yeah, I find it weird how divided the um, anime community is over that show, though. Really? It's really weird. I don't think there it's was any division. There is a... Everyone's like, yeah, we like this, but we hate this child. And they all hate the, the daughter Why for some you reason. hate Anya? She's great. Her face is a little gremlin. We'll have to say she's a little gremlin, but yes. the best characters are always little gremlins. Hell, we know a bunch of little gremlins in our friend circle. But yes. it's just... It's a weird one that pops up because the memes that pop up for that one are primarily like, this child. We hate this child. Like, Why? It's adorable and hilarious. Yeah, no, she's great. I, I love Anya. She's, she's mm. a really good character. Uh, it, the entire premise of that show is is daft but fun. I like it. Yes, yes, it is. Um, we are getting another season. Uh, we have actually been confirmed that we're getting a uh, follow up to uh, Jobless Reincarnation. Oh, nice! That that would be good. Uh, it's not one coming of the out till. That was one of the first isekais to be put into print. It's From like... what I understand, and I will freely admit, I would have to look this up an awful lot to mm. to be able to back it up in any meaningful way. Um, it's one of, if not the first ones, to really kick off the whole isekai thing. Yeah, it's um, one of the grandfathers of that genre. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, the whole first season was fucking excellent with a mm. brutal fucking ending. Jesus. Uh, um, well, sorry, not brutal. It, like, only when I say brutal, it's something really big and, and holy crap. This one's much more of like emotionally brutal. Yeah. Um, it's really well done. Like, I was, oof, oof, I had all the feels at the end of that season. So I was really hoping we'd get another one. And they have confirmed that they have greenlit a second season of that coming 2023. Nice. I'm, I'm keen for that. Yeah, so am I. I'm very, very keen. The, the characters are great. The action's really good. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I want more of more of Jubbles reincarnation. The next like season of anime coming out, we get the next season of Buffuri, which will replace Spy Family for the the wholesome fun. So, Is it coming out next season? I'm pretty sure it's next season. I could be wrong, uh, but it's very soon. It's this year, I think. The next season or season after, but it could be. I mean, I just want to see where uh, they end up with those characters because they're all broken in different ways and I, I really like it. Like the great shielder for... He's specced himself for offense instead of defense and is just undead. Like the fact that he styled himself as an undead lord because if he gets killed, he comes back at half health. It's like, you know what? Nah. If I'm low on health, I do more damage. This is great for me. Smacks them down, comes back up. like, And now I have all the power. And murders everyone. <laughs> the, the, their artificer who somehow gamed the system and now just has auto-summon like, auto spells stored in devices. Like, how? It's like, I don't know, I figured it out one day. It's like, well, okay. Fuck you is how. 
<clears throat> yeah, pretty much. That entire guild is very much fuck you because I say so. Like they they're run by an accidental monster. Uh, the second in command is a uh, pro gamer who spends her life like speed running and power statting. And then there's a the side characters who are just terrifying at one particular thing. It's like neat. I like all of this. That and they have the um, uh, the one piece thing of I make friends with everyone. It's like yeah, they, yeah, they do. They hate you. Now they don't. It's like oh, okay. Um, I've just done a quick skim, and I can't find anything that actually says the release date for the second season of Ofuri. Curses, I may have seen um, something incorrect again. Oh no, everything says it's supposed to air this year, but mm. nothing's saying, like, is it, and, like, I had a skim of, of next season, and I didn't see it, and then I looked up the show itself, and I can't find yeah. anything saying its exact airtime. But mm. it is still slated for this year, and goddammit, I will watch the fucking shit out of oh, that. Yeah. I forced that onto so many people. But on the, the topic of brutal animes and that kind of stuff, have you noticed there's been a decent trend of more brutal storylines coming out, which I quite like? Uh, what do you mean? Like, in the way of more emotionally hard-hitting stuff. There's not as much, you know, slice-of-life, happy-go-lucky stuff. They're still there, definitely. Let's say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's definitely still there. Um, but things like uh, Jobless Reincarnation with that ending and a few other things popping up which is like I, I don't I would not have expected that kind of stuff to appear 10 years ago in no. anime uh, or it would but, be show up only as a movie yeah. I mean you look at some of the old Ghibli stuff uh, you know particularly something like Princess Mononoke mm. um, some of that stuff like ooh, that shit's still kind of creepy um, and, we, and we don't talk about Grave of the Fireflies that no, no, we don't. No, no one talks about. No, doesn't exist. God, fuck. God. Damn. And now we're sad. I was like, I found out about that thing because of fucking AMV videos, just using yeah. some of the random shots from it. And I'm like, what is this thing? The animation looks really good. And then someone I knew at uni was just like, here, take it, go watch it. I know and that. I fucking person, hate that they guy. In, they inflicted that movie onto me as well. And it's just, yeah. why would you do this? Because he's a dick. That's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it comes down to like I watched this, therefore the suffering must be spread to others. Yeah, and yeah. The kinda. worst thing is, it's a it's a great movie. Oh, it's but a holy fantastic shit! Film. Is it sad? Like, yeah. Fuck. And then of course you have more recent stuff like um, To Your Eternity, and it's just like, why? Why yeah. are you making me feel things? I came what? here for fun anime. That that one. That one is sad in so many ways, and at the same time so uplifting. And it's like, why don't mix these things together? Why do you do this? Yeah, like I think the easiest way you could describe it is the beauty of suffering. <laughs> it really is. Like that is the best way of putting it, because it's just this thing has to learn. How's it learn? Through suffering. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, how does it get stronger? It's like, eh, it takes the form of things that have died and it can get to them. It's like. Okay, that that's pretty neat. It mostly does this for its friends. Oh, oh, okay. I can honestly say, if you like, I know we brought, I know we mentioned to your eternity last time we were talking about anime. Yeah. But like, seriously, if you have not watched to your eternity, go watch to your eternity. You gotta be a little bit depressed, but it it's really good. I will say this: it's like Game of Thrones, the anime. Do not get attached to people. Yeah, but unlike Game of Thrones, they give a shit when people die. Yeah, that is a good point. It's an improvement on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really fucking is. But I can't remember. There was another anime I watched ages ago. Um, it's there's, the only thing is it's got a very similar name to another one. I think it's uh, Bacarano. But there's another one called Bacano, which is mobsters mm -hmm. who can't die, and that is a fun anime. And people should watch that. But I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty fun. Boccarano is a weird, weird one. These kids go... Like, the first episode details all of it, and I will mildly spoiler a few things. But We're behind a spoiler wall. Yeah. These kids go to a summer camp, and they find this little, like... Uh, this guy who's like, Hey, you guys want to play a game? It's like, Yeah, we like playing games. Games are fun. These are like, you know, teenage, Like, young teenagers. Mm. And it's like, Right, if you put your hand on this weird tablet thing, that will put you into the game. And at any point, you can be summoned to play this game. It's like, oh, that sounds awesome. And they put their, their hands, they all jump on, 
and then they're summoned into a mech. Now, the way they pilot this mech is they're sitting in their favorite seat. So, like, if <laughs> one kid has a beanbag, he loves it. It's his favorite seat ever. So he yep. pilots from this beanbag. And the idea is one person pilots and the others are there to give guidance yeah. uh, and help out where they can and share energy. And they have to fight another giant robot. And mm. they, they go through the first one and they win. It's like, yay! And they're on top of the robot, you know, going through it all. And they clap one, the guy who piled on the back. Like, yeah, you did really well. You'll, you'll get the next one. And he falls to his death. <laughs> but he's already dead. So yeah. the twist of that one, anyone who pilots the mech dies. Hmm. Like, if you begin and end the fight, dead. And you have to give up your energy. And they had no idea about this. And then it's because it's explained afterwards, this little fucking creepy mascot thing comes out and say, like, hey, yeah, uh, fuck all of you. I hate you all, but you now have to fight in an interdimensional tournament. If you fail, your world is erased. Which one? Going, what do you mean? It's like, oh, yeah, that thing you fought before, that, that first one. Yeah, yeah, they're dead now. Their entire universe is gone. Mm. Well done. It's like, Ah, and it just goes from there of these poor kids having to fight because if they don't everything ends like literally everything and they're not I exactly the most watch that. yeah and they're not exactly the most well, well-rounded kids they, they come from <laughs> some pretty sketchy backgrounds and fucked up families and it's sad but at the same time really good it should be watched by more people hmm well, should we get on to our TV roundup for the week? Yes, why not? Um, okay, so I'm 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 just going to start with the heavy one, which was Orville. Mm, yes, I finally caught up. I, I had two to catch up on, and I caught up on both of them. I mean, like the previous, like I mean, you, you see what I meant last week when I was like, it's a very political episode, but it, it really works. They do a really good job. I really and then this week, it, it's honest, like, yeah, I know, right? It was really good. <laughs> And then the newest episode is a, is kind of a... It's, for lack of a better way to put it, a part two of something that actually is from earlier in the franchise um, to do with the, the fact second that... second season? I can't remember when they did it. It was a good episode because it was... God, I'm good. Look, I'm a white guy. I'm a straight white dude. So, you know, just bear with me because I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff that's not super impactful on me, but impacts a lot of people I know actually we should um, really kidnap Sammy or someone for this conversation at some point I really wanted to have someone for this yeah. but they didn't get back to me before we started recording um, because like it's it's all to do with uh, gender issues hmm. uh, the previous episode was that the the Mocklin race their entire religious and sectal background is that if you're born female you must be sexually reassigned as male yeah. and there's a whole episode about whether or not this should be done to a child because um, I like the way they've done the progression for the entire thing. Because at the start, it's very much they say, "Oh no, Mocklins are all male. There is there is no mm. such thing as a Mocklin female." Yeah. And then when they get to the point of the uh, Boris having a child and born female, it's like, "Oh no, this happens." But when they do, they're converted to yeah. to male. And it's like, "Oh, well, that, that's that's fucked," and it becomes a big thing of like, you are changing a child without their consent mm. this is nothing that we should be stand for and yeah. it's a big thing it's a whole well done episode I, it's really good and then they've essentially dovetailed it into the newest episode where that child has been reassigned as male mm. but feels wrong and it really gets into a lot of transgender issues with uh, you know like family abandonment religious and cultural upbringing um, other people getting to decide whether or not you even get your assignment surgery it's, it it's like, a lot of stuff to be in yeah. the, the funny make joke show and it's taken seriously and treated that way they're, they're, while it's the funny show the Orville at no point do they make fun of this topic it's yeah. it's treated properly it's, they do he does it the same way that Scrubs have written where yeah. they can have funny things and jokes but when it comes to the topic they're discussing that isn't the joke yeah that that's the topic they discuss jokes happen in the background about other things yeah. like in this episode there's a couple of funny things that pop up like their pilot is just covered in hives and is in the yeah. 
in the med bay. And she's like, why would you do th- Why would you eat this thing? No human has eaten this and not had a severe reaction. It's like, it looked so tasty though. It had sprinkles. It, it was good. And yeah, that's how they segue into one of them talking to their, their medical officer. It's like, yeah. that's the best way of handling this. The joke isn't mm. about this topic, which is extremely no. controversial. It's about stupidity in the background. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's just amazing. Like, like, I, I feel so bad trying to talk about this because I'm not part of the community. Yeah. But I can only imagine that this has got to be good for people in that community to see a mainstream, generally well-regarded show tackling a topic and not making fun of it and treating mm. it with some respect. Yes, they're still doing the, um, uh, what is it, the aliens are the ones having it talked about so it's easier for people to watch. Yeah. Uh, thing uh, there's a whole branch I remember from uni that they used to talk about it that if you wanted to talk about difficult topics use a different race because it'll make it easier it makes it better um, like, for people to actually take it on board and, and understand yeah. and, and remove but, themselves from the equation is the big thing for that yeah but it's it's just so well like I, I remember getting to the end of the episode just being like I cannot believe that I just watched this on, on what would have been a cable TV show yeah, um, it, I mean, it was, I would never have thought about this even like five years ago. I wouldn't have expected to see a show like yeah. do this. And it was a very emotional episode. It was really well written, and <sighs> everyone always remembers Seth MacFarlane as fart jokes and Family Guy. But he can yeah. actively write really well. Like he's a yeah. very good actor, and he writes very good things. Um, whilst he can be funny, he can tackle some pretty heavy subjects with tact yeah. and make sure and get the information across. Um, he's also a, an extremely good singer. Um, Broadway levels singing ability. Hell, my Ooh. Spotify has a bunch of his albums on it just because I really like the way he sings. Um, but it's this one was hard to watch in some ways because it's um, Grayson, the, the commander. Or was it the second command? Yeah. Because her eternal struggle for that one is she knows everything about this child. She was mm. she fought to have um, the the surgery postponed as a, when uh, she was a child to mm. make sure it was like you know let the, the child choose and almost won but unfortunately didn't and she has um, oh can't remember the actual name of the, the kid at the moment um, Topa Topa as Topa shadow her uh, for command and that kind of stuff to see if they want to join uh, their fleet and it's just the entire time it's like I feel you know something's different or I'm different from other people you just see that character like I, I oh, want to say the things I when want to say kid, the things when that kid walked into the science bay and went up to the character who earlier in the season literally killed themselves and was like oh, what's that yes. feel like Isaac it's like Isaac. whoa whoa bro are we gonna no no back up back up yeah it was like oh, oh that's a red flag and even like the um the robot has gone that that's a red flag i'm gonna take that and given the fact that a big up. thing about isaac's thing is he doesn't feel so yep. he doesn't tend to pick up on that sort of stuff mm. even the robot's like i need to tell someone <laughs> yeah 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 oh. no, it's, it was a good one uh, but it's, it's that and the whole thing of prompting um them to look into something it's like oh you know i really like this specific kind of cake like it's really good there's so many in the, uh, the synthesizer though so make sure you look carefully for that and then that leads them to the um, the name of the file that was hidden in the, the database for them uh, the entire thing mm. was named after this cake and then a number uh, and it was done really well in the fact that uh, Topa tries to access the, the file but can't because it's password protected so alright uh, I tried and then the password pops up on screen. It's like, oh, okay, so Grayson sent them the password. Something mm. triggered. And then you find out, no, it wasn't. It was actually someone else. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to say it. It, it, it was Bordas. It yeah. was Topo's father. And it's so good because the scene where he goes to Grayson and admits it, mm. it's so brutal. Cause, like, it's the just such a very, raw moment. Yeah, the Mocklins are all... Like the only real uh, thing they show for emotion is anger, because they're this version of this universe's version of um, Klingons. Uh, Klingons, essentially, yeah. It's like we we are the war race, and we do all this kind of stuff. We repress everything but honor and, and anger and that kind of yeah. thing. 
and you see this character who's used to repressing emotions crying and it's like oh okay fuck this is oh, a so heavy ah oh, but it was that right kind of heavy it was a really yeah no heavy. absolutely absolutely perfect and this oh, was like, right I, off the, the back of the last episode as well which also touched on a pretty heavy subject which was mm. um, the krill you know having upheaval as a coup in their thing and turfing mm. them out but finding out that um the captain has a child yeah I mean, come on, this episode starts with uh, him wandering around on his data pad and, and Grayson goes, hey, what are you doing? I'm writing letters to my daughter. I yep. might not be able to send them to her, but at least she knows I was. Th- <clears throat> if I can ever give them to you, who I, she'll know what the world's like and know that I was thinking of her. It's like, damn it, man! Yeah. Make a fart joke! <laughs> Why are you making us sad? We came for the funny ha-ha. But, uh, per- uh, really well written, and that's happened the entire way through the Orville. Like, yeah. they went back to old school Trek um, formula and improved on it with just throwing comedy in. Um, but then we look at the the new Star Trek, which is um, mm. Strange New World, and they've also returned to the formula. And whilst they don't have as many jokes in there, I can happily switch between Orville and Strange New Worlds and the flow yeah. continues. Like, you know, yeah. when you're watching a TV show and it's like, all right, I finished this one for the week. I'm going to jump to this, but you have that break in it because it's going from, say, fantasy to a sci-fi or, or vice versa. You know, you're watching uh, Westworld and then you go, you know what, I'm going to go watch Bob's Burgers. Yeah, pretty much. It's that weird disconnect for the first 10 minutes of the show. But you don't get that with Orville and Star Trek because no. they're both from the base material. So it's like, mm. they're both, uh, like Linux and um, in Windows, they both run on the, on the original DOS matrix, but they came from the same origin but they're very different. Yes. But for some reason, you can work in both. And yeah, no, the the new episode of um, Star Trek has been fun. Although, whilst I am really enjoying what they're doing with the Gorn, I cannot unsee the goddamn original Gorn. I know. It, it, it perplexes me because they keep being like, if one Gorn gets out, that's it. We are all dead. We're yeah. donezo. But I've got I a really watched... good way of showing that lately, though. Like, oh, every look. time the Gorn turn up, they are actively terrifying. They are legitimately scary things in that, oh, that yeah. setting. Like, the oh, way I mean, they like the fact that... Oh, ah. oh, fuck, that's some fucking... Look, I'm a giant aliens nerd, so watching fucking things burst out of someone is like, yeah! But it wasn't just but... bursting out. They ate oh, their way yeah. out. I mean, that that's was... the way aliens work, too. Yeah. But it was just, oh, and then they start fighting amongst themselves because only, like, they hatch in broods of, like, four to six, but only one comes out of it alive. Yeah. Like, holy shit. The most shit. brutal gone. Yeah. And they're, like, they're wicked strong and shit because they show, like, small ones, like, dragging people off. It's like, whoa, mm. okay, I get it. These things are wicked tough. I love that you're doing so much work here. I have seen an out-of-shape out of Shatner beat one up. You can't take that away from me. You can't yeah. say Gorn and not have me remember that. I, I'm assuming that was like a Gorn that was extremely sick or something. You can say it, it all you want, too, but... Too many inbreeding episodes resulted in that one Gorn. It's, it's essentially... that. What was that thing from the uh, the, uh, the guy from the Goonies? Um, uh, 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 fuck. I can't remember. I can't remember. He eats candy bar. Basically... I see that now and I expect that Gorn to be like, Hey, you guys! It's like, oh, God, Fred's here. Uh, let's just put him on a random desert planet. Just send him over there. And then it gets the shit kicked out of him by an over, out of, out of shape Shatner. But, yeah, no, the, the new Gorn is fun and terrifying. We still haven't seen an adult one yet. No, we've seen an adolescent because apparently they can grow to full um, height or full maturity within like a day or something. Depends on what they were spawned from. Yeah. So humans... Something like that. I think they said... Yeah. And like, was it... um, Andorians was a couple of weeks or something. Yeah, something like that. Oh, and we lost... Oh, we lost Hammer. Yeah, because that's how we found out that the weird things, the stuff they spit is how they reproduce. Mm. But that was... That was a sad one. Um, And like, the chick who... Wait, was it their security... uh, command chick like the one who runs security for them is essentially a Gorn survivor like mm. came from one of their breeding camps kind of 
levels of fire. Her entire ship got taken. Now, it's worse than that because like, mm. they do that and the Gorn have this thing where they put one person out in a life pod and be like, to yeah. use this bait. And she yeah. was bait. She was bait but managed to get away. And it's like, holy shit, that's terrifying. Um, so like, anytime the Gorn turn up, they just defer to her, which I mm. really, really like. Because even the captain is like, just to, what do we do? Uh, how do we deal with this? And she's like, we're doing these things now. Mm. It's like, yeah, no, we follow this chick. She knows exactly how to mess them up. We're going to do that. It's like, that that's intelligent that's good writing that's I think not the, the only thing I don't like about it is every time she says it's the Gorn she's right yeah pretty much she does have a sixth sense of the Gorn well it's just because like it's usually like intense situations something weird's going on ah must be the Gorn in that case uh, the, the case in the most recent episode they did mention the um, the eggs or the, the disease that the guy had um, mm. which is how they reproduce and she's like that ah, no that that is the thing um, mm. which fair um, yeah. but she was already mentioning the Gorn when they saw the blood everywhere it's like no no yeah. bad, bad thing trauma says no and yeah look it's it's perfectly serviceable they want to use her that way and like the girl <coughs> they've got playing her excellent like she does great job of selling this like oh this is fucked I'm not doing this a second time yeah and then we have uh, what's it Kirk's dad his father is on the ship and they make reference to him but he's in the the crew uh, for this one and he's a little bitch yeah like legit he's uh, understandably it's meant to be a terrifying situation and he is freaking the fuck out mm. like and instead of dealing with her any in any way that's useful he just randomly turns on Spock this is you know yeah. I'm a I'm a rip into, into this guy because he can't feel feelings and I don't like that because I'm feeling all the feelings now it's like I mean I get why you're doing it mate but there's a thing trying to eat your face maybe focus on that right now yeah but still really really good episode and that series yeah. is doing some it's reunited my, my love for Star Trek yeah it in has so many ways. I completely agree with you yeah um and then we've of course got the boys mm, um, yes not a bad episode it's clearly just like it's a good episode, but everything about it is designed as a setup because it's the penultimate episode next week. Yeah. The season, uh, next week, this week, we'll have watched it by the time this episode goes live. Um, uh, of the boys, it's designed for the final, and it sets up some interesting stuff. And it's like, ooh, what are we gonna do? Yeah, but it's like we're at that point where in a chess game you're chasing someone's king around. It's like mm. check, 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 and we're at that point now. It's like. I'm keen for the new episode and I want to see how this shit explodes in the most worst Yeah, but possible. I mean, like, using that analogy, it feels like we, that, that they're getting to that point where they're chasing him around check and then they've missed the pawn that's flipped into a queen on the other side of the board. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, oh, I ignored that. That's bad. Uh, bad days for everyone involved now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Like, I was excited enough for this episode because I thought it was going to be a lot of payoff for the stuff from the previous episode. Mm. it wasn't but it was all like all the pieces are now in place let the uh, you know house of yeah. cards fall let's see the fun and I'm just gonna say I really do like Jensen Eccles as um, Soldier Boy like, he's doing a good job oh no I love his stuff I've, I watched all of Supernatural I really enjoyed that series um, but it's good to see him doing things other than that now Yes. So he's yes, got some decent he's got some decent acting chops on him and he plays the dick really, really well. Like scarily well. Like apparently he's a yeah. wonderful human being in, in person because <laughs> a, a, a couple of our friends are massive supernatural nerds and will happily travel to the big expo in Rome every year. To the point I mean, where one, one of them, them made a car cake, didn't she? Yeah, she made baby out of uh, gingerbread. Um but the greatest thing is they recognize her now. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, oh my god, it's Bakery Girl! And then, because there was a thing for a while where if you made anything for someone at a convention, it was taken away from them. Um, the mm. staff would take it away, either get rid of it, or if requested, they could have it tested to make sure you're not dosing them with LSD. Yeah. Um, but apparently, uh, Eccles would not let them do it. He, <laughs> he slapped someone's hands like, no, this is, this is mine, and just wouldn't let it go. So apparently, a wonderful <laughs> human being. Like, good to know. Yeah. 
But apart um, from that, what else was there? Oh, uh, we had to talk about Snowflake Mountain. Oh, 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 the peak garbage yeah. we're watching. Oh, man. <laughs> this has replaced Below Decks for me at the moment. See, like, I couldn't get into Below Decks. I it just there, there was like a level of trash that was too much for me. Mm. Snowflake Mountain, on the other hand, chef's kiss. The, the idea of taking a bunch of entitled little shits. Like, people think our entire generation's that way, sure. But these are like the worst ones you can find. Like, mm. horrible. And the first episode is exactly what I wanted. These little shits getting the wake-up call of, you're not going to a luxury resort, you're actually stuck in the middle of nowhere with these two guys who are ex-military. like And just as a side note, they give off Eric and Rugrat vibes if I've ever seen it. Yes, they do. Like, if there is ever a TV adaption of uh, The Two-Week Curse, the current series we've all been absorbed in, um, yes. I want them to play them, because they fit scarily yes, well. Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, watching these these wankers essentially get that wake up call is amazing and you see their true colors within seconds like yeah. one of them they the first task they have to do is go and get food so a few of them just faffing around and they don't want they're not doing anything leaving the work up to other people when mm. one of them one guy has a, an, a massive anger issue um the sport guy you know um sporty guy i can't remember his actual name but if anyone can't do something he will heckle them and mm. just be a dick about it essentially and you see him he's trying to get these other two to pay attention and do the job he's doing the job it's really not a four man job it's fine Um, but he's making it harder than it needs to be and then you cut to the other guys who have wandered off into the woods to find the other stuff and one guy's like oh we'll just steal the good food yeah and steals all the good stuff like marshmallows and vegan chocolate the thing's like one of them is vegan like one of the yeah. um, people there is a, is a vegan and he takes all the vegan shit so she has nothing yeah like and eventually he outs himself because he gets a crush from the vegan chick and it's her birthday and she has a very bad day and he gives her like marshmallows and chocolates oh we stole this don't tell anyone and she does the appropriate thing and tells the rest of the fucking group because fuck him he's a yeah. dick Oh, and then you see that such spot. a wanker. Oh, he's he is, and he doesn't get better. Like you see other people, I've watched about four or five episodes, and people get better. A few mm. of them make improvements, and they take on what they're being taught. And because it's not all just survive in the wilderness, it's things like you have to empathize with people, you have to like understand their point of view. All mm. that kind of stuff is brought up. Just basic shit they just don't seem to comprehend, mm. and. Yeah, no, he he doesn't work out at all. Eventually, he he bitches out because um, they can surprised. leave at any time. But if they leave, a girl they, does. Yeah, like right um, at the first point, they get into the campsite and she's like, "I'm out." Walks. Yeah, yeah, she's out. Just immediately, like, nah, I'm done. Bye. And apart after that one, when they start seeing more of them wanting to leave to stop that, it's like, right, if you survive, there is a, p- a prize pool of fifty thousand dollars. But for every person that leaves, that decreases by five grand. So that that inherent greed they all feel um, is like, okay, we're going to stay around. We, I want that money, and that keeps them for a while. But you can see that slow morphing, and it's like, ooh, I want to see if you actually come out of this as better people or not. This will be interesting. So I'm actively invested in the couple of them because they're showing growth as a human being. I've only watched the the one episode so far, but like like I said, this is some this is that peak sort of like <clears throat> trash reality TV shit that mm. that well, I like, like to watch. Yeah, but the, the fact that I'm is... that you're telling me that there's like they're gonna get better. This isn't yeah. some fucking Jersey Shore shit. Yeah, no, it's, it, that um, actually makes me want to watch it even more. Exactly, and one of the things is like I think it's the second episode, but it's um the the poor vegan girl. She cops a lot of shit. It is like. When it's her birthday, um, and all that stuff happens with the food, that's after a very fucked up bit for her. Because they split into teams and they do separate tasks. The task that she was on was they had to um, basically carve a, an animal. So they had to Ooh, they had fuck. a deer. Like, it's already dead, that kind of thing. They yeah, yeah. hung it up, they bled it. And they've got this chick who's their wilderness expert going, all right, this, we're going to now depelt 
and then like remove everything cut it into bits and this will be your dinner and she's just like uh i can't i can't do this i'm vegan i don't believe in this at all and they they do push her a bit they're saying look at this like, whilst we respect what you're saying there and you can go back mm. uh and, and chill at camp that is completely fine we kind of forgot you're vegan we're sorry but what we would like to explain is these deer are a pest because mm. they've built up to numbers where they start getting diseases and it's actually beneficial to cull them as a vegan can you understand that as an ethical reason for hunting and she said no i, I can't it's like, all right cool off back to camp for you you can go and, and chill out there and, and recover because it was a pretty a gnarly yeah. sight. There's headless deer hanging there. And it's like, and it cuts back to the, the two main guys going, "Oh crap, she's vegan. Oh crap, she's vegan." Like they legitimately forgot. And it's just, "Oh, you poor bastards." Um, yeah. But even then, she never holds it against them or the creators of the show in any way, which she could have. Yeah, oh, very easily. Yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah, no, it's a I'm, decent I'm, show. I think I might actually go watch some more of this after we're done, which, given the fact that we're out past an hour, is probably something we should start looking at wrapping up. I think we've covered everything. I don't think there's anything else that is really... Uh... I don't think we could do something without going into some serious ramble territory. And I mean, like, maybe we'll do that one episode, but, like, I'm serious. Like, me me and Swoosh, we can go into some, some real ramble. I know, basically, the scary thing... We need to have uh, at least one of us at some point holding the reins because if two of us get excited there has to be one person going all right guys there's other things we like to talk about today because yeah. <laughs> um, it's we're all just squirrels essentially and just, yeah if we're distracted by something we will run but thankfully we're all distracted by different things yes so as i see something <laughs> shiny like oh shiny thing and then the other two are like oh that was funny uh maybe come back now like all oh, right yeah fair enough and the same thing with like yourself and, and John Doe. It's like, yeah, no, oh, very much so. But okay, well, I think that's us for the week. Have a good one, guys. Enjoy. Go watch things. They're all good. <laughs>